Praise the Lord. East Wind Pentecostal Church. What a privilege it is to be a part of your online revival. Your pastor and my friend, Brother Myers and Sister Myers and their wonderful children, Gregory, Luke, and Sophia. I uh, count them friends in my life and so honored to be a part. And uh, if you would, in your home or wherever you are right now, would you just take a moment and pray with me that the hand of God would be upon this message this evening? Would you do that right now? I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that right now that you would move upon this message as I preach, Lord, to this wonderful congregation of people, to this back to, the, back to church revival. I'm just praying that your hand would move upon them no matter where they are. That God to encourage them, to strengthen them, to give them the peace that passes all understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. I would like to start today, not with a text, but I'd like to start today with a story. A story that uh, God dealt with me um, last year around this time. I, it was August the 30th. It was a, it was a Friday night that I, I went to sleep and I, I had a dream. In that dream, the Lord dealt with me about the end time harvest. In the dream, I was attending a camp meeting. I don't know where the camp meeting was in my dream, but I can still see that facility today. I, I wasn't even the guest speaker at the camp meeting in my dream. I was just an attendee. But while I was there, the spirit of prophecy came upon me. And uh, they hadn't recognized the leadership in the camp meeting, had recognized the spirit of prophecy and the gifts that was upon me. And they asked me to come to the front. And I was standing in the altar area and they handed me a microphone. And I lifted my hands just like this. And I began to prophesy. Behold, I set before you an open door that no man can shut. When I said that, the Holy Ghost came upon that camp meeting. People began to respond in worship and with amens and a shout. It was very powerful. The Lord moved all over that camp meeting. I went from that, that uh, scene of the dream and I ended up in this next scene. I was on the other side of the camp meeting in the altar. And I am standing there beside me is, is Brother Mark Morgan. And uh, I lifted my hands again and I said, Behold, the door is the door of the North American church where God is going to pour out His Spirit in North America on millions of people that are going to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When I said that again, the people began to respond. In my dream, I turned around and Brother Anthony Mangan was on the platform in the dream and he was looking at me with a question, not questioning the prophecy, but he was questioning how is that going to happen? You know, we're not talking about hundreds or even thousands. We're talking about millions. That's more than we can uh, really fathom, uh, especially in our Pentecostal culture right now. But I do believe we're going to be able to see that come to pass. But he's looking at me with a question of the dream, not questioning the prophecy, but he was questioning how it was going to happen. In my dream, I turned around while the people were rejoicing, and I prayed and I said this. I said, oh God, I said, Lord, we have prophecy. We have inspiration, but we do not have instruction. I said that prayer to the Lord. Instantly, 
It was like instruction downloaded into my spirit. And this is what was spoken to me. The Lord said, when someone converts, do not wait on them to get the fullness of the truth uh, to release them. When someone converts, you release them upon the knowledge that they have to share their experience and what they've learned at that point. And that is how the millions are going to be reached. And then I was awakened just like that. I do believe, and I say here today, that I do believe that the greatest harvest upon the church is right now. The greatest times of the apostolic church, they are right now. We are here. It's not coming it is upon us. And the church must embrace where we are. God is not uh, dismayed. He's not confounded. And He's not confused because of COVID-19. I don't believe for a minute that He is surprised. I do not believe that He caused it. But I do understand that no matter what is going on in our world, what God says is going to happen is going to happen. His prophecy is not predicated upon circumstance of a nation. But I do believe God can use this pandemic to get the gospel out of the church, to get the gospel into the streets. It's amazing. I was talking to a prophet not too long ago, and an elder, and he said, it's amazing. He said, there's more of the gospel being preached right now than ever before. It's online. It, churches are going online, reaching people like they've never reached before. <laughs> I know... Even during this pandemic, we have baptized dozens of people in Jesus' name. And I want you to hear me today. The Lord is coming soon. East Wind Pentecostal Church, I believe we as a body have been awakened. We've been awakened to see what really matters. Sports has been shut down. Busy things have been shut down. People are sitting back and saying, well, what's going on? I'm going to tell you what's going on. It's the end time harvest right before the coming of the Lord. Turn to the book of Joel. Turn to the book of Joel. And uh, I want you to see what Joel says in chapter 2. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. He said, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men are going to see visions. He says, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out of my spirit. And he said, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. When you get to Acts chapter 2, it's interesting what we find here. Because in Acts chapter 2, when they were questioning what the Holy Ghost was, when it was poured out on the day of Pentecost, they said, what is this? And Simon Peter said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. You can't get any later the last. God is pouring his spirit out. He really is. And I want East Wind Pentecostal Church to know there is a harvest for you in your city, in your family, with your neighbors. God has opened the heart of North America to hear the gospel. Don't be deceived in the thinking that there's not anyone that wants this. They are hungrier than they've ever been. The Lord dealt with me some time back and, and convicted me about not believing, probably around four years ago, 
convicted me about the news. And uh, I would listen to it driving down the road. And I would uh, uh, listen to the report. And one day the Lord spoke to me. He said, if you have a constant diet of that, of the news, he said, you're going to believe their report instead of my report. I want you to understand, we cannot become deceived by the last days deception of, of, of what is being marketed on the news. I know there's evil in the land. I know there's the spirit of the Antichrist that is up on the earth. But hear me today. There is a harvest. I've got to set emotion aside. I've got to set uh, uh, agendas aside. And I've got to look at the facts here for a minute. God's word is the truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. And his word says in the last days, I'm going to pour my spirit upon all flesh. Yes, there's going to be evil. Yes, there's going to be things that aren't right. But let me tell you what's going to be a part. There is going to be an indrawing to the church like we have never seen before. We're going to see people of every ethnicity, people of, of different generations, people, multi-generational revival, male and female, everybody. He's going to pour his spirit before I move any further. I want you to lift your hands and say, God, I believe that we are in the midst of an end time revival. We really are. Do you believe that? Would you say amen? I believe in the end time. That there's going to be an end drawing. When, when Jesus in Matthew 24. Let's turn there for a minute. Matthew 24. And my message is really about the end time harvest. What is going on around the harvest time. And we cannot be distracted at harvest time. I want you to say don't be distracted at harvest time. In Matthew 24. Uh, they begin to ask him in verse 3 of Matthew 24. You can turn there, Matthew 24 and 3. And it says, And as he sat upon the Mount of, of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? It's amazing in this Bible that I've been preaching out of for years. Right here is the, the scriptures that... This, these pages fell out of my Bible just before COVID-19. And probably most of the messages that I preached online have been out of that, that, that group of scriptures. And it starts with Matthew 24. What shall the end be? What is a sign of thy coming? What, what is the sign of thy coming? And, and he, he says in verse 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. I want to stop here for a minute and say, be careful to be deceived by culture, to be deceived by the news, and to be deceived by Hollywood. You better be very careful who you're letting speak into your life, into your, and what you are watching with your eyes. You have to be careful to become desensitized, to get you to a place where you are not believing what you should be leaving. He said, when I return, Jesus said, will I find faith Upon, upon the earth. Why? Why did he say that? Because there are two prevailing spirits. Two prevailing spirits in the end time. One of them, guess what it is? It's the Antichrist spirit. I want you to say that. The Antichrist spirit. The second thing, the second prevailing spirit, guess what it is? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the spirit of truth. Is going to be up on the earth. You got the Antichrist spirit, and then you have the spirit of truth. 
You're going to have to decide which one you're going to be drawn to. And I think we have to be very, very careful who we let impart into our life. Now, I feel like preaching to you a little while about the distractions at harvest time. The distractions at harvest time. God has given you gifts. He's given you passion. He's given you a call to prayer. He's given you the truth. And yet we so how waver from what God wants to do, the spirit of truth, and to deception by the spirit of the Antichrist. You know what? I think we have to be very careful who we entertain ourselves with. Not just what we watch, but who we watch. The distractions of people that hate God. They're blasphemers. They're immoral. They're, they're ungodly. They, they, they do wicked things. But because they're funny, we let them entertain us. I, I know it sounds like I'm on a tangent here, maybe just a little bit. But you have to understand me. Is that why is it that you can't pray? Why is it God gives you a burden and it's it's like flashes, but it disappears? You have a moment you want to do something, then seven days later, you're reminded of the moment and uh, at church or maybe you're watching uh, a revival online. Or you hear something from your pastor. And you get stirred, but then it fades away. I want to tell you why. Because you got two prevailing spirits. you got the spirit of truth that is drawing you to what he wants to do in the end time. But you also have the spirit of the Antichrist that is drawing you to where he wants you to be in the end time. Oh, I feel like preaching to somebody. We have to be careful. I'm going to tell you how to guard against the spirit of the Antichrist. One way is you need to turn media off for a period of time. Social media. I'm not against social media. I'm not against media. I'm not against all entertainment. But what I am saying is you have to pull away to make sure that you are not desensitized by the spirit of the Antichrist. If you're not praying, there's something wrong. One man said, and uh, one man said in our church a few years ago, he's, he's a man of prayer. And he was preaching. He said, you've taken my house a prayer. And you turned it into a den of thieves. A den of thieves. He said, the way I understand that is if you're not praying, there's a thief in your house. And I would say this to you, that if you're not praying, there's a thief in your house. I'll take it even further. If you're not praying, you've allowed the spirit of the Antichrist to somehow move into your life. Maybe not your heart, but certainly near into your life. And the spirit of the Antichrist... One of the two prevailing spirits is trying to pull the church away from what God has called the church to do. I want you to stop for a minute. I want you to lift your hands and say, God, I don't want to be distracted at the most important moment of my life. The standing as the last generation before the trumpet sounds. God, let my heart be in tune with you. I want you to say distractions at harvest time. Distractions at harvest time. And uh, why aren't we winning souls? Why aren't we praying people through the Holy Ghost? Why aren't we as saints have been in this for 20 and 30 years leading people to Christ? I'm going to tell you why. Because we get, we get numb. We, we get used to passionless Christianity. I uh, walked into, uh, and I'm telling you, we get things in our home, in our media. We get things in our life that aren't right with God. I know it's a strong word, but I feel this right now. Because where we're at, 
We are going to see great things, but we cannot be distracted at the greatest hour of the church. Jesus said, don't let any man deceive you. Uh, let me, I want to tell a story, but I, I, I want to show you something in, in, in the word. Um, he said, take heed that no man deceive you. If you would go to uh, the book of Thessalonians and look here, just, just take a moment. Let me, let me pause here for just a moment uh, and go, go here to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I, I want you to see there, there's, a, there's a trend in Scripture about the last days or just before the coming of the Lord. He says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. Talking about the coming of the Lord. Let's see what it says. Verse 3, he said, Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who's that talking about it's talking about the antichrist he goes in verse 7 and says for the mystery of iniquity doth already work only he who, who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way so the mystery of iniquity is already working let me stop here. The, the, the Antichrist, or the spirit of the Antichrist, is, is prevalent on the earth. We always get these questions. What, do you think the Antichrist, the embodied man, the man uh, is alive? I think he is. Do I know who it is? I don't know who it is. But what I do know is that the mystery of iniquity, or the spirit of the Antichrist, is working right now. The, the atmosphere of the Antichrist is up on the earth. And that's why, that's why we have to be careful. I believe one of the agendas of, of Hollywood, I believe one of the agendas of movie theaters, one of the agendas of these things, you go into these atmospheres that are created from the spirit of the Antichrist. Why? So when the Antichrist shows up, he will be, he will, we will be so desensitized, we accept him as he is. We have become so desensitized because we've allowed it in their home. We've allowed people that operate in the nature of Antichrist or against what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. You entertain yourself with it so much that when he shows up, people will vote him in. They will accept him as some great person. Why? Because they've been deceived by men. Deceived by the prevailing spirit. That's why you can not pray and feel okay by yourself. That's why you can not lead anybody to God. And it doesn't phase you a bit. You can stay home from church. And you're okay with it. Why? Because the nature of Antichrist is, is doth already work. Don't, don't turn me off yet. I, uh, I want you to hear what I'm going to tell you. Uh, let me give you an example. Um, do you believe we can just watch anything and we're okay? I don't, I don't think so. I think it was Job that said, I made a covenant with my eyes. Another verse says, don't set that which is an abomination before your eyes. We have to have limitations. What we watch, who we're around, 
what music we listen to. I really do believe that. We have to be very, very careful who we entertain ourselves with because what you allow in your life, you have no authority over. I'm going to say it again. What you allow in your life, you have no authority over. Um, I walked into my mother-in-law's house, mother-in-law and father-in-law's house after, after a Sunday service. And one of my favorite things is to go there after Sunday. I went to the house and, and when I walked in, opened the door, it, you, could, you could smell uh, uh, something had burnt. And uh, when, I, when I walked in there, I could smell something had burnt. And I said, oh my goodness, who's smoking in this house? I was just teasing. They're great people, godly people. And she said, I burnt the green beans. Matter of fact, I scorched the green beans. <laughs> and it's not so bad, I'm just going to tell you. Uh, went in the house and took my shoes off. I sat down at the dinner table. And within 10 minutes, we were eating dinner. And I forgot about the smell of those burnt green beans. Ate the meal. And after I had some dessert, probably a cup of coffee, sat on the chairs I do. And might have even dozed off for a minute. And, and uh, I don't know, after a period of time, I went out. I had to get something out of my truck. I walked outside the house when I got something out of the truck. When I come back in the house, oh, I had forgotten uh, about the smell of the burnt green beans because what was troubling to me when I first came to the house, just a small period of time in that home, I became desensitized, didn't recognize it. Is it possible? Is it possible that we can become desensitized to the atmosphere of the Antichrist and we don't even recognize it? That there is a prevailing spirit that opposes what God's trying to do in our family because of the entertainment that we have allowed in our home, because of the music, that we, because of the social media things that we follow. Is it possible that you're lost and you don't know it? that you are leaning toward what the Spirit of the Antichrist is doing instead of what the Spirit of Truth is doing. Here's what I suggest. Here's what I suggest. And I have been preaching this. I, I have been preaching this pretty much every, every, every chance I, I, that, that God allows me. That we have to be careful that we do not fall into the trap of what the agenda of the enemy is to distract us from the greatest harvest there's ever been. Oh, for the bands, what do I do? How do I know if I smell like green beans? It's amazing because when I took my daughter's dress out of that house and we went home, got to my house where there was no scorched green bean, you could smell the smell of those green beans. It's possible that, I don't know how to say it nicely, but it's possible you smell like the Antichrist and you don't even know it. That your prayerlessness, passionless, no burden, no, no weeping at the altar. When's the last time you cried and prayed? But you're the church. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to help us in one of the most distracting times there's ever been. I mean, my lands, growing up, you, you hear uh, preaching about entertainment. But now it's on the phone. It's on the watch. It's, it's on the screen in the car. It's everywhere you go. It's, it, it is always a distraction of something that's pulling us away. And here it is. You're using a screen to watch preaching right now. It can have a great effect. But if we're not careful, it's like a friend of mine the other day said it was in his devotion on his phone was reading his Bible and said the next thing he, he, he found was he was on Facebook Marketplace and he said to myself how did I go from devotion to Facebook Marketplace why the distractions I want to tell you what we can do we need to turn the influence 
of everybody in our life uh, that is not holy, not Holy Ghost filled, not right with God, not walking in the spirit of truth. You can turn those influences off in your home for a period of time. And some maybe three weeks, maybe 30 days. And incrementally add things back in and judge it according to God's word. Because I don't want my kids growing up smelling like burnt green beans, if you will. I don't want them growing up comfortable with things that God despises. And I preach to you, East Wind, that we need the church. We need the voice of our pastor. And one of the things that's so powerful and the way to get away from the spirit of the Antichrist is to get near the spirit of truth. That's why David in a discouraged moment in the Bible, he said, when I see the prosperity of the wicked, he said, I was troubled until I came into the sanctuary. You know what a sanctuary is? It's a holy place. It's a place that is separated from the things of the world. The house of God is a place that is separated from the spirit of the Antichrist. We don't have ungodly music playing here. We don't have ungodly entertainment here. We guard our pulpit with to make sure that what is presented is what? The spirit of truth. It says in 2 Thessalonians 2, it says even him, verse 9, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. The spirit of the Antichrist is to separate us from truth. But the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost, is to bring us to the fullness of truth. That's what's so powerful about going to church. And I realize with mandates and masks and wrists. We've got to be safe in the house of God. But we cannot allow the mandates of men, the mandates of governors to keep us because in the place of fear that we can't go to the house of God. Because if we're not in the house, we eventually become deceived on the wrong side of of. of of what God wants to do, the spirit then. But when you get in the house of God, there's something powerful about assembling yourself together. Oh, somebody say amen. The Bible says how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment of Aaron. It's like the dew of Hermon. He said when you get together, Jesus taught us that we're two or three. It can be a small crowd that gathers, but it can be a larger crowd that gathers are gathered together in my name. The spirit of truth. He said, there I am in the midst of them. I remember years ago here here at the anchor, the the former pastor's wife told us the story about the the atmosphere. I want you to say atmosphere. That's what I was talking about green beans earlier. Uh, Atmosphere, to parallel that. There's an atmosphere of the Antichrist. There's an atmosphere of the Holy Ghost. Can you say man? Peace, joy. Happiness, Amen. Thinking great about the future. That's what we need is a move of God. And uh, but she told the story here, here, right where I'm preaching. Actually, in this in the in the foyer of the church where I'm at, she said a lady walked into the church many many years ago, and she said a lady walked in. When she walked in, she said, "Wow, you know I feel something here. I really do. I I feel I feel something." She said, you know what? And she was looking at the pastor's wife. She said, there's only one place I've ever felt what I feel right now. 
And she said, well, where was that at? She said, well, it was, it was up off Maple Avenue. They're, they're off uh, Fairmont Lane. She said, oh, there was this white house that had these white pillars in front of it. And she said, I went there for an open house one time. And she said, I felt something special there. And it's amazing because I feel the same thing here. And the pastor's wife looked at her and she said, that was my house. Isn't that amazing? Because the Holy Ghost, the anointing of God, creates an atmosphere. It really does. It changes the atmosphere. And when the people of God start praising Him, when the people of God gather together, He said in Psalms 133, I, I want you to see this. I don't, I don't want you to miss this. And I'm talking about distractions at harvest time. And right now, what I'm trying to get across is, is how to stay away from being distracted. I'm just going to tell you what it is. Go to the house of God. Get with the people of God. Get into the atmosphere of the spirit of truth. It will cause you to recognize the things that are wrong with the prevailing spirit, one of the prevailing spirit, which is the Antichrist. Psalms 133. He says, he says, as the dew of Hermon, verse 3, and as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion, for there, for there, the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Where is there? I want you to know where matters. I'm going to tell you where he commands the blessing. To where brethren dwell together in unity. That is an assembly. That is a gathering together. Remember the day of Pentecost started in an upper room. It was an assembly where they gathered together and they prayed together. God poured his spirit out there. He said, it's there that I command the blessing. I appreciate live stream. But live stream sort of like looking at heaven, but not being able to stand on the streets of gold. Thank God for live stream through this COVID-19 crisis. But you know what God's calling us back to? He's calling us to the house of God. Yes, we can praise him in the firmament of his power. Being at home, in the open space, outside. People are having churches on the beach. They're having drive-through services. They're having all these things. In the firmament of his power, we can praise him. But don't ever forget that in Psalms 150, he said, praise him, praise him in his sanctuary. We've got to get back to the house of God. Let our pastor or evangelist with people leading us in worship. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that we have videos of that. But my goodness, there's something about getting there. I want you to say, I want to be there. Say it right in your home. If you got kids in there, I want you to get your kids saying it. I want to be there. Where's there? It's where two or three. It's in the sanctuary. For there, there I have commanded the blessing. There's a blessing you get by going to church that you will not receive home alone with just you and your family. You need to gather. He said in Hebrews 10 and 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Amen. Why is that? That is a biblical mandate that we gather. One precious saint looked at me. It had been a while because of the, of the stay home, home order we had in Ohio. There was a period of time we couldn't get to the house of God. And one of those precious saints of God came in to help us with live stream. When she got here, she got down on her knees and, and put her face to the carpet of the church. She said, I've missed the house of God so much. She did. Another lady told me, She's one of our secretaries. She said, you know, even if I can't see everybody because of the dispersed crowd, she said, even if I can't get and shake people's hands. And, and she said, but when I see them across the aisle, it's encouraging to me. The Bible says we exhort one another. 
And what I'm preaching to you is one of the distractions of harvest time. Is that we find ourselves leaning toward the way of the world. Because we have not been baptized and continually in the spirit of truth. Back to my dream. When I dreamt that, the Lord showed me there is a revival in North America. There is a harvest in North America like never before. But we are not going to reach that. The people that are, are not distracted are going to reach it. Let me say it that way. But we can't, we can't do the work of God and reach all these hungry people, these lost people, if we're consumed by culture. When God began to deal with me about the distractions at harvest time, I wept for probably three weeks every day. Because the Lord showed me that people have chosen culture over Christ. I think for a moment you got to back away for some things of culture. you got to get on your knees and get a hold of God because there's a great harvest. People watching right now, they're hungry. The saints of God, you know what I'm talking about. You know this is real. But we got to get back to old-fashioned prayer. Ministry should be what we do in the overflow of our devotion. You can't get those out of order. we got to get back to build an altar before God. If you build an altar before God, you're going to stay away from the distractions of things of God. But if you don't have an altar before God, it's because you've been distracted at harvest time. You have been deceived. I made a statement earlier that caused me to go into Matthew 24. In the end time harvest, guess who's coming? People that have never known God. Guess who else is coming? People that were raised in this, that walked away from the Lord. Right now, right now in Israel, people are gathered from all over the world to come to Israel. They really are. The Jews are returning to the homeland. In Matthew 24, you can read it later if you want. But the Bible says, in the end time, you watch the fig tree. because, And that's representing Israel. He said, watch the fig tree. Because what you see happening in the natural Israel, the physical eyes, God is doing with the spiritual elect. The church. And right now, people are gathering back to the church. I want you to stop for a minute and believe it. I want you to say, one of the things God's going to do in the end time, if we have faith to believe, God, we're going to start seeing backsliders come back to the house of God. I want you to stop everything you're doing right now. Lift your hands and say, I believe that God is going to send backsliders to the church. Oh, they're coming home. They're coming home. They're coming home. But we've got to believe it. We've got to create an atmosphere to where those that walked away can return. Those that were ever touched by God can return to the house of God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. For some of you, it's a simple fast to pull away from the prevailing spirit of the Antichrist and to get back along with God in the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost. And when you do, God is going to empower you. I feel conviction here today. We need to repent for the hours of media we do and little time of the Word. Hours of entertainment. Five minutes of, of prayer seeking God. I just feel this. It's a distraction at harvest time. The devil does not want us to be who we are. But we're going to find that place in him. How? We're going to return to the house of God. We're going to hear the voice of the pastor. 
We're going to hear the voice of the evangelist. We're going to assemble ourselves together. And guess what? We're going to leave the house of God and we're going to go reach this world with the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want us to pray right now. God, help us to get back to the altar. Help us to get back to a place of prayer. Place of consecration. Place of holiness and righteousness and purity. Help us, oh God, to do what you've called us to do. Lord, help us, Lord, not to be distracted at the greatest harvest there's ever been. In the dream, we're going to teach people that are going to go teach people. That's what's going to happen. There are going to be people that's going to come to the Lord. And they're going to go tell all their friends, and that's how we're going to reach them. Let's not hold them back. Let's release these people to go tell the experience they've had, what we have fallen in love with, the Holy Ghost. And there's going to be a great move of the Spirit. I don't want you to just cut this video off. I want you to take a moment with some, maybe a, a listen to the music they're going to play. I want you to get on your knees and say, God, I don't want my wife and I, I don't want my spouse and I, I don't want my family to be distracted at the greatest hour of the church. It's the last days. And He's going to pour His Spirit upon all flesh. Our buildings can't contain it. They can't contain what God's about to do. We have to go to multiple services and then multiple services. But God, you can't, they can't contain. The builders can't contain with what God's going to do in North America. Lord, help us to pray until we see it. Come on, make a covenant right now. You're going to get back to prayer and fasting. And I promise you, the Lord is going to visit you. God bless you today. And remember, don't be distracted at harvest time.